Hello there. It's been another incredibly rainy, long day in Hamilton, New Zealand. And we are in level three lockdown. I will still call it lockdown because nothing's really changed. And we are hunkering down in our homes more so than ever now that it, the weather's turned into this kind of never-ending winter rain. So yeah, this is probably the worst of it in terms of limitations to our life plus the weather. I'm hoping because when we go to hopefully level two then that will ease at least the, the social side of things even if it is still raining. If we are able to spend any time indoors with other people then that would already be a major change to what life's looking right now like right now um and i have to say even as a kind of borderline introvert this is really starting to get to me i don't know what it is but it's everything when everything's kind of humming along and working it's fine but as soon as there's like a little hitch i don't get enough sleep or you know things don't work out anything anything at all i mean I feel like I'm on a knife's edge immediately. Like I just, oh, yeah. This morning, after having slept very little, um, my seven-year-old asked me to sit in a different chair because he had somehow like reserved himself a seat, and I just screamed. It was, yeah, it was quite frightening for everyone. Uh, but I came around and uh, settled down and. The day's been okay since then, um, and I'm old enough to know that when I do lose my shit, it's temporary and it doesn't mean anything. Because when I was younger, I would start braiding myself and really like um, punishing myself for my bad behavior, which meant that it turned into more bad behavior. And right now, I just allow myself that like I just accept that, I, <laughs> that at, at times I'm not in control <laughs> that my my brain just like goes off for a bit and then I come back and it's thankfully it's relatively rare it's not like every day or even every week but yeah that's the best way I can manage it I, I recommend that to anyone who's who's having like meltdowns um just accept it and yeah think of yourself in a kind way just think of it in a kind way and it is amazing that it just goes away <laughs> then you can handle things and you can do good things that outweigh the bad ones um but this is a special episode that i thought i would focus on something that's been close to my heart for a long time and is is very Im immaterial <laughs> at the moment and well possibly in, into the future this is about buying a house um we have an interesting history in terms of that which i will recount well briefly 
and talk about this situation that we are in at the moment where we might be able to buy a house for a little bit you know cheaper we still don't own the house that we live in we are in our 40s living in New Zealand and we're renting we've been renting for uh, well ever since we came here which is about 14 years ago um, from Finland when we were very young in Finland we did buy a house and renovated it for a couple of years this was way before we had kids and burned ourselves out doing that like we just didn't enjoy it that much in the end the renovation part and turned out that we didn't really enjoy living in the middle of nowhere either that wasn't really the kind of life that suited people in their 20s might be different now but back then I don't know why we chose to move out there there was there was nothing there literally nothing even the the nearest village was like six kilometers away only had a few banks and hairdressers and no cafes it's an amazing kind of combination um and then we ended up selling that house within well pretty much as soon as it was finished we sold it with all the furniture everything in it like drapes everything and with you know cash in hand we decided to leave the country and leave it all behind as far behind as we could and that's how we ended up from Finland to New Zealand so this this story all like this is all straightforward it makes sense now sure um, but then in, in New Zealand I think because we had that whole renovation thing fresh in our memory we weren't really even thinking about buying a house or getting back into the property market in any way when we first arrived and then then we ended up just studying and doing other things pretty much spending the money that we had we didn't get that much from the sale but but it was you know something that helped us get started in here I don't think we could have actually moved country like we did without that house sale so it did kind of make things possible for us which was great but at the same time yeah we, we were young and we were good at spending <laughs> spending it all away on things we enjoyed like doing you know studying I studied film and TV and Sami did um, music or sound engineering degree and and then we just lived in Auckland and traveled back and forth um, started the 48 hour film competition in Finland which is still running and then kept going on the road so we didn't really settle in one country long enough to contemplate buying anything it was more just packing us up and going and and in some cases actually vacating the rental that we had in New Zealand to um, put everything in a storage container or sell everything we did this even the selling everything we did more than once I think because this all lasted for eight to ten years um, and then <laughs> then we had a baby and then that all turned to gust like it just didn't work we um, kept going we kept traveling for the first couple of years after the baby came we still thought that we could kind of 
keep doing our lifestyle which was two summers in one year um so we yeah go and travel with the baby in it's just not worth it <laughs> when he was very little yeah maybe it kind of worked and you know we got to see the family and everything and that's nice but but at the same time you, you kind of you get closer and closer to the child starting school kindy and school and everything there's got to be some kind of routine normalcy you can't be you can't take them out of school for several months and go back well I suppose you can but we kind of ran out of steam at that point I think and there's also no um, they're kind of like there was no way for us to buy a house at that stage we our income was all over the place just we had some income with the film festival and everything but it was all through the sponsorships and the um, arrangements very little normal pay so it didn't really look great on paper uh, we had an accountant we've had the same accountant for years and years and I think he at some point he kind of pulled us aside and said like asked us are you okay like are you are you okay I think he was really genuinely concerned that we were living in, in considerable poverty but we we weren't we somehow made it work like we we have we got very good at living on a short string and and sort of writing off any expenses against um, business income and we did some some stuff like I've been designing doing design work for years and years and and I keep doing that on the side kind of here and there more in New Zealand and Finland but kind of wherever whatever was there so it was all sort of projects project-based stuff some of it paid some of it not <laughs> we were really good at, when we were younger uh, at taking like non-paid work when you don't have kids you just kind of go like oh passion projects and I would just go for it I mean, was never that interested in money I think that was just crazy I think at some point I had a company website that claimed like that was like my tagline that I'm not interested in <laughs> and <laughs> I think it's it's nice to be young and have that kind of um, passionate view on things but then at some point you do kind of become interested in money in terms of like what it can make possible and you have to start considering these things and um, yeah that's when that's when we left Auckland and moved to Hamilton and it wasn't that we chose the city for you know because it's so amazing Hamilton's got those who are not from New Zealand will maybe not know that Hamilton's not the most desirable location in New Zealand as kind of regarded by the general population it's not us in Hamilton I would count myself as a Hamiltonian right now would say I would say that it's great like I love it here but if you're if you're from somewhere else you probably don't think that Hamilton's the place that you want to get to one day it's not like the the goal destination for people um unless you grew up here then you might come back because you know something and others don't um so we ended up here just because of the job like I was looking for a job anything outside of Auckland really because we decided and knew very well that if we stayed in Auckland we wouldn't be able to buy anything ever 
and also I had a job offer in Auckland and kind of tested out how that commuting would work and um, it was yeah it was easy to see that that would not be a very nice lifestyle that just wasn't we were used to working from home doing our own thing and doing freelance being being quite free in those terms even if we didn't have a lot of money we were free and then going from that to suddenly spending two hours a day in traffic um, just didn't appeal to me at all and it's really it's, yeah, counterintuitive when you have a family when you have a child that you really want to see on a daily basis preferably um, so we decided that somewhere else in Auckland would be it and that was around the time that a lot of our friends were also moving somewhere else and there aren't that many that still live in Auckland to be honest um, Auckland was kind of vomiting us out um, so yeah we're looking at we were looking at different places at that stage and ended up in Hamilton so it was a long process and, and for anyone who's looking for work I remember I still remember it's only like just over four years ago and I do remember and it was it was painfully long and stressful and yeah I if you if you are right now looking for work Oh, best of luck and I really hope it works out but oh my god just, I do understand I didn't enjoy that part but I did enjoy finding a, a job and being able to save money because we were as I said we were good at living on a shoestring so we ended up saving quite a bit of my salary so I was the only one working Sammy was still someone was working but he, he didn't have a job at that stage he was just doing the freelance work and all the other stuff we had going on kind of all fell on him plus the kindy routines and everything with one child at that point only had one and I so I, I worked full-time at first and for my full-time salary which wasn't that high because I think started on 70k um, I we were manage, managing to save 50% of our salary I know I'm, I'm talking about actual money, actual using actual figures, which is not the New Zealand way. It's not the king way to reveal people how much you used to earn or earn now or whatever. I know that, but I'm from Finland where everyone's salaries are like published in the newspaper and we compare notes. So bear with me. I, I don't care what you how uncomfortable you feel about hearing someone's salary. I think we should all know these things because that gives us a way better negotiating position going forward so here you go <laughs> so I was working saving 50% and we ended up with a nice little egg nest nest egg for um, house deposit that's our first plan back then was to build a tiny house which was great idealistic nice plan ended up with um, me writing a romance novel that um, has that kind of concept in it that a woman moving into a tiny house because I wanted to use all that research that I put into that idea that wasn't then eventually going to work especially with two kids so yeah after I think two 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 and a half three years something like that 
it's been two years I dropped from uh, full-time to part-time and Sami also started just before that working for the same organization so he's he's now working more hours than I am we're both part-timers but we kind of both ended up working there first in the same team and now different teams so we we had a good position to keep saving so we ended up with a decent deposit now but as it happens with the housing market and everything it didn't guarantee that we could actually buy something we went through the same pre-approval process with the bank twice didn't end up finding anything well we we made offers on a couple of houses I think two or three and they were not accepted because um, at that point it was just going up and up and up and we just couldn't go that high and the places that we're looking at still needed a lot of work and to be honest that was never our kind of first goal to get another project like that can't say that that time is fresh in my memory anymore but it's there and I think once you've gone through it once you kind of you can't romanticize it enough to really jump in blindly it's just not possible so our first goal in hope was always that we'd be able to buy new or build even like we started with the whole let's build a dining house and then moved on from that to well, let's build a real house because, well, let's face it, we can't fit in a tiny house. We, we can barely fit into a, a three-bedroom rental at the moment, which is it's quite spacious. Um, but yeah, my husband's got a lot of gear. It just didn't, like, a tiny house wouldn't even be enough as a storage unit for his stuff. So um, ideally we need a regular-sized house and some storage. Um, so yeah we've gone through that pre-approval and now last time we started doing this just before the lockdown just before this pandemic hit we were just about to get our latest pre-approval now through NZ Home Loans which is a different slightly different entity to the bank itself we were just with Kiwi Bank we're trying to do everything with Kiwi Bank but now NZ Home Loans is organizing it for us so they are working on it and it was all kind of like settled just before lockdown we were like we had um this like initial agreement that yes if everything works out we should be able to get um a loan was it up to 600k to be able to build a house here and these are massive massive numbers to me still like 600k is the lower end of new homes in in Hamilton at the moment even still I, I don't know what's happening to the prices now we're expecting them to go down with lots of hope and interpretation but interpretation but it's kind of yeah um, I wouldn't go into speculation of how much and how fast it's going to drop but anyway back back then I'm talking about just a few weeks ago 600,000 would have bought us a basic new home on a fairly small section in a not so nice area but you know okay kind of like close enough to town but nothing fancy um and school zones would have been 
pretty atrocious, but still, it's, yeah. We were looking at it because we didn't really have any other options. Well, not many anyway. But anything else I looked at was getting very, very complicated and always out of budget. Everything, um, getting building something ourselves, not going for a turnkey, would have come with a whole lot of other stuff around it that, oh my god, just endless trips to the council to talk talk to this guy who mumbles a lot, like he just, you can't, he's lovely, but oh my god, the mumbling. Um, so we were, I think, quite seriously looking at this turnkey build. And we had nearly 20, 20% deposit at that point. But as soon as the lockdown hit, then everything obviously changed pretty much overnight. And we were, um, we were told that the banks would not be happy to lend anything under 20% deposit. Like we, we had to have 20% at least. So we went back to kind of like, okay, well, could we then get a smaller loan because the first home buyers uh, scheme is another one that we could get into but there's a limit of 550 and if we can buy for 550 then it'll be under that limit and we could get some kind of government um, grant which for a new build would be about eight grand or something like that which is quite substantial for the deposit I think it goes just to the deposit but anyway it's it sounded like a great option so yeah we were looking at that um, started doing the paperwork for it needed more paperwork again us asking from our employer these these papers to um, prove that um, what our contracts are at the moment what our employment contracts are something like that and then sending them and the latest bank statements statements to the bank and once that hassle was all done then they eventually came back to us and told us that we don't qualify for the scheme because our income is five five grand too high last year which is just really amazing like at that point I don't know if I laugh or cry because we'd been told for at least um, 50 months we've been told by the bank that our income wasn't high enough to service a loan <laughs> so <laughs> we wouldn't be able to get what we were looking at um, especially for a new build it is so expensive here New Zealand is the most expensive place in the world I think to buy a house when, when you count like relative to income the ratio is, is incredible and as a comparison the house that we bought in Finland all those years ago it would have been 2004 through 3 2 well, my memory is bad maybe 2002 yeah um, the, that house cost 50,000 euros so and I think we needed a we took on a loan of 20,000 for the renovations which we then ended up exceeding many many times over by just putting in everything we earned from our jobs so kind of we didn't take more loan but we ended up spending a lot on the house but anyways it was yeah 70 grand 
70 grand euro how much that's in New Zealand dollars I don't know but it, it's still like a tiny fraction of what houses cost here right now it's, like, it's not even anywhere in the same ballpark anywhere close it's, it's just crazy so every time I'm thinking about the pricing here I I feel terrible even thinking that something's cheaper or more affordable these these words just don't apply to what's going on in here nothing's cheap or affordable when you think about it it's in in the housing market something might be cheap or affordable in the supermarket but not in the housing market um so yeah now we are back to square whatever it is back somewhere to thinking what now because we at the moment the prices haven't gone down so much that we could do anything with 550 even if we manage to save more for our deposit because it's um since we don't qualify for that first home buyers thing and we miss out on that eight grand um eight grand grand can you say that grand grand yeah um (laughs) anyway then we we will be um, having to go for a higher deposit. So we're to, I think we are a few thousand short, and not that much freelance work at the moment. As you know, pandemic's kind of making things a bit slow in some fronts, and some um, taxes that had to be paid just now kind of meant that okay it's not like we can scrape that money together right now but we're not in a hurry that's fine we can keep saving and just watching the housing market because it's not a good time to jump into anything I think everyone's just waiting to see what happens I'm kind of curious I kind of feel like I want to go to an open home just to be able to walk into another house somewhere because I don't I haven't been inside another building Apart from that one time that the intercom didn't work when I was picking up my click and collect from pack and save and I had to go to the help desk and it was this weird feeling to walk into another building that wasn't our house so I haven't done that in weeks so I walked in and it's like is it okay to breathe the air here that was my first thought like is it okay that I inhale and I was like, well, I can't do this without inhaling, like all the way to the help desk and back. And I have to talk to them like I have to inhale and just kind of like stop there and go. <gasps> and then, OK, I've done it now. Like if, if the virus was lingering somewhere, then it's inside me now. OK, I'll just carry on. It's weird. This, this is turning my brain weird, this whole situation. So, yeah, going to open homes, in plural, like, you can't just go to one, like, if you actually want to buy a house, you might have to walk into several homes and, you know, go inside and, and, and breathe in there. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's doing that kind of house hunting in this, in this situation will appreciate the weirdness of it eh? it's something that used to be completely normal and it's not anymore none of it's normal 
we'll see. We'll see if we end up with a some kind of turnkey built house in the future. Then maybe we don't have to walk into anything. We could just go visit the section and go, yeah, yeah. Imagine this is where it's going to be and all that, and and then we'll just walk into the new home when it's done. Um, crazy, but that's kind of yeah. Things that you have to think about. Eh? I don't think we'll we'll buy anything right now. But I was reading uh, this article online. I think it was on interest.co.nz, which is not a page that you should go to if you don't want to be provoked by people. But there was an article about the housing market and how some people will now benefit from the situation from that. The reality that the prices might go down, and some some people might then be able to jump on that situation and and get a bargain, and and then there were all these outraged people underneath commenting about it, saying, "Oh, this is terrible! You can't go and, and benefit from someone else someone else's misfortune." That's who would do that? Who who would be that that lowly human, that vulture? They're using the word vulture. Um, who would go and and jump on that that situation? And I thought, oh my God, I'm that vulture. I'm that that lowly human that they're talking about, because I'm I'm actually really excited about the possibility that we might be able to get on the a so-called property ladder through this pandemic and I shouldn't be excited I'm not excited about someone else's misfortune to be honest I can't like and I'm not going that low hopefully but it, it is quite exciting after years and years of saving and, and going back and forth with this whole thing and always being short of something so you couldn't qualify or couldn't get and couldn't whatever it was like the having another baby and then the bank telling you that no no okay now we need to recalculate everything because you know another mouth to feed this is not going to work out oh my god two kids how could you have a mortgage um it's just it's exciting that it's possible now that something is possible and if that makes me a vulture then correct well let's be vultures then as someone else commented under the same article, quite rightly, um, was that, well, if you are in a tough spot and you have to sell, isn't it even worse if there's nobody there who can buy? If you're like actually stuck with something that you can't shift at all. I'm not saying that that's even a possibility, probably not, because it's always people who will have some money to buy something but if we have enough people who are able to buy then the prices are not likely to crash hugely down it'll be a smaller smaller correction but if we don't have anyone left who can buy then yeah that'll probably be a more major kind of change I don't know. It probably doesn't matter too much for people who are just living in their houses and not going anywhere and not having to sell or buy as long as they can handle their mortgage. But I do understand that there are people right now who are mortgaged after their 
eyeballs and can't actually handle it like they will, will be able to handle if anything changes if one person loses their job or anything at all and yeah this is especially somewhere like in Auckland probably not so much in Hamilton but in Auckland that'll probably happen to some people and I feel bad for them and it's I'm sure it's a stressful situation um but there's always the other side of the coin there might be somebody out there who then is able to get on the property ladder and they do something that they otherwise might not have been able to do and I don't think everyone doing that is necessarily a horrible human being who's rejoicing in other people's misfortune but yeah I'd be happy to stop renting finally I think we kind of got tired of it after a few years and now it's been 14 so it's really been 14 yeah we we've lived in or in more than 10 different rentals we 11 or 12 altogether most of those in Auckland um I'm not counting the rentals that we lived in in Finland. That's, nah, that list would get longer. Um, we also lived in short-term rentals all around Helsinki where we were like going back and forth. And um, once in, in Tallinn, Estonia. I love that. Tallinn's great. But yeah, in, in Auckland, in several different rentals we keep moving towards the west because it was cheaper and, and yeah we didn't have that many options we're trying to always trying to find something livable that's the that's the dilemma in New Zealand you have rentals that are still fairly expensive right now we're not paying um, such a high price I think ours is rel- relatively affordable because we are in a not so nice part of town but we are kind of, yeah, not enjoying the luxuries of a, a warm home like we were before. So the last one did have double glazing and that was nice. And right now it's back to this kind of like one fireplace trying to heat up the big house with that and nothing else. It's just not, this is not how you do things in Finland. Not, not, not like that. New Zealand is, yeah, these, these sheets are, and that's part of the reason why we don't want to buy an old house, like, no matter how much you renovate and whatever you do to it, it's never going to be on that standard that, the you know, new buildings need to be now, and people in New Zealand have an endless appreciation of old houses. Okay, it sounds like the baby just woke up, so I might have to go and settle him back down to sleep so i'll just wrap this up this is long enough anyway thank you for listening and i will catch up next time